Hello, welcome to Chopcast. Uh, I'm Griffin. This is Sam with me. This is our first time in, back in like a month, but uh, we're happy to be back. We're happy to see competitive games going on right now in the WBC um, and get to see the Braves get handed their butts by the actual Dominican Republic team. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Braves and baseball and some other stuff probably. Uh, trying to find the song. There it is. All right. <laughs> I still, still every week have said, every episode we've done this, I've said that I'm going to look for a new song, and it hasn't happened yet. It is um, what it is. But, yeah. So... Um, we were going to do an episode before spring training started, um, that is already gone by, uh, the wayside now, but, um, it's still only about a week and a half into spring training now. Um, I think that we've played seven, nine, played nine games or well, something like that. I, uh, I don't know how many, um, home and away we've had but uh yeah there's been um it's a small sample size but at least from kind of what we're seeing now um it's not it, it it looks like some guys are starting to shape up but anyway i uh i forgot to ask sam how you how you doing how's new yeah York? that's a that's a great question <laughs> um uh yeah no things are good uh, just kind of, I'm, I'm actually going on a trip next week and I, I was in Atlanta You're last going week to for a couple. France. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. going to France, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, I was in, I was in Atlanta last week for a conference for work and it was actually right next to Truist, which was really nice. Cause like we, me and my coworkers went on the battery and got to show them, you know, home basically for me, like there, there are very few places that really make me feel like truest park so it was good to be there um yeah i was there that you know there this past week and uh next week i'll be out of town so <clears throat> it's kind of a purgatory week for me just kind of chilling out um no no big developments personally but uh yeah how about how about yourself how's how are things since we last checked in um i've been in a state of purgatory basically for the last two months oh yeah um, brother and <laughs> in terms of job search and stuff. Um, but there's this company that I talked uh, to back in mid January, who I really wanted to work for, like after 10 minutes of talking to them. Um, and then just since then, it's been like there, I was supposed to have a last, uh, a last interview and it just kept getting punted. Um, and then it was like, wasn't getting a response for like a whole month. Just sent him like, uh, through a Hail Mary, sent him a last kind of email and finally got their attention. And, uh, yeah, fine. Like, it's not guaranteed right now, but basically they said that, uh, they're going to find some way to squeeze me in there. So, oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Hopefully it ends up working out. Um, and, and that's, uh, that's in Chattanooga. Yeah. They, uh, oh, great. they're, yeah based out of Chattanooga and then they're I think they're moving their headquarters to New York soonish mm -hmm. like in the next yeah. 
year and a half or two. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's pretty much been been it with me. I've been pondering uh, going to South Korea with a friend soon, but I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to end up happening or not. He's going why? there for sure. Yeah, why, uh, why is that? Why are you thinking? It's like there's a number of reasons. It's just like uh, bad timing because mm-hmm. um, if I went, it would be the same time that my sister's coming back in town and she's been hasn't been off work for like three months. Uh, oh. And then it's also opening week. Um, which I would be kind of sad to miss. Um, and also the WBC would be like finishing right as I was traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just also with this job, I don't know when exactly they're wanting me to start. So that's Mm -hmm. part of it too. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much everything. Um, life's pretty simple for me right now pretty boring uh, mm. not a whole ton going on but um yeah let's go over uh kind of what the Braves have been doing so far um we we had um it's kind of the same questions like we had I had some questions set up for before we went into spring training but they pretty much they still apply now because I mean there hasn't been too much time go over um, but before we get into those, just kind of glancing at what's happened so far, I feel like most people know who, uh, the biggest, like, breakout people are so far, who's the mm-hmm. hottest right now, which is definitely Matt Olson at the 100%, top, yeah. and also Austin Riley, just a little bit behind him, um, Matt's slashing a 533, 563, 1763. Um, yeah, he's doing. Uh, yeah, that's unreal. He's he's looking really good to say to say the least. Yeah, that was actually um, coming into this season. He was kind of my main thought. Not, I guess, for breakout player, it would have been more kind of like if we had a breakout player who no one expected versus a breakout player who like is already kind of an established part of the team, but just with the shift leaving, um, and also, you know, him having that buffer year of settling in to Atlanta and now like, there's not as many people thinking about like, Oh, he's the replacement for Freddie Freeman. He's kind of his own guy. That's a good point. Um, and I think just, you you go ahead. yeah, yeah, I was I was going to say, just, like, on that note, I think the main thing is, like, the burden has just been lifted. You know, like, uh, you know, I think last season, Freddie Freeman was kind of on everyone's mind, and I'm sure he was on Matt Olson's mind as well. But now it's like, I don't even think about it, to be quite honest. And honestly, at this point, I, I'm more just excited to see what's going to happen with Matt Olson. Because, I mean, to your point, the, the shift being gone is, is going to completely change it now. Like, I, I think he's he's just looking great. Like, he, I think he has, like, three home runs already. And, yeah. I mean, he looks like he's having fun out there. So, I, I'm, re- I'm really excited and definitely happy to have him for obvious reasons. Yeah. And I so, like, we've already seen with Joey Gallo that the shift isn't necessarily fully gone. You know? Yeah. Did, did you see yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, how that, I forget, was it the Orioles where they were, like, standing kind of, like, like exact, like, they, they found, like, some loophole 
Yeah, so it was what uh, they had. It was either their left fielder or their center, probably the left fielder shaded to like, you know, in the grass where the third baseman used to go in the shift. Um, and then you just have like uh, your guy, or your your shortstop right at like the fringe of where he can be. And then you have yeah. uh, the second baseman kind of uh, towards the middle. And then you have that left fielder in shallow right. Um, you, there's definitely some, so like the shift is not, and we knew that they were going to try to figure out some way to get around it. And I'm sure there'll yeah. be other ways developed too. Uh, I don't know if they're going to stop them from doing it, but, uh, you can definitely work that for some players. Like whenever you know, somebody like Matt Carpenter at his, like at his lowest, he's, he can only pull the ball. Like he's not going to hit it off. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Joey Gallo. If he's, you know, struggling, he's not going to be able to hit it oppo at all. But mm-hmm. Olsen, while he does have a t- – he's a tendency for, for a pull hitter, like we've se- seen him time and time again, like slash it oppo and get mm-hmm. a double. The amount of times that he slashed it oppo and got a double last year was ridiculous. He, I think yeah. he had like 35, 40-something doubles. Um, so they can st- – like they're not going to do that for him. They're still going to, like, you know, probably put the shortstop over as close to the first base bag as they can. Um, but our, obviously it's showing. You know, it's a small sample size. He's only had 15 ABs so far. But, I mean, it's it's always hard to tell from spring training. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially right from the get-go. Um, yeah, and, and spring training's tricky because you just have – teams basically testing out like every pitcher they have essentially um i don't know i i don't think it diminishes the quality of an at bat like that much because at the end of the day these are all people they that teams expect at some point at least to perform at the major league level uh but you know i, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing i don't, I don't think it's you know, yeah it's definitely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i don't think i'd definitely rather him be uh like hitting like this than not um, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where like it, it really it really helps and it's great to see. But you know, I think they're like I think Ozzy's hitting like like oh like I think he's hitting like zero like like fifty like oh fifty or something like that. Just something yeah. really bad. But I wouldn't really think but he's about also it he's well. also I saw that and I was like oh I didn't even know that he was doing that poorly. But yeah. he is also coming off of like uh, some hamstring issues. I think. Yeah, that's so that's true. That uh, might be part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think spring training is just a weird time and place in general. Um, I don't know if you feel this way, but like every year I have, it's kind of like, it's the same feeling I get with NFL where like, it'll be the first day and I'm so excited and it's like, oh, we're so back. And then hmm. literally like two or three days later, I'm not even thinking about it. Now it's like, yeah. okay, when's, when's opening day, which is shitty, but like, it's just how it is. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like the line of like you know what do you take with a grain of salt versus like what you know is Justin Dean actually this good? Yeah, you know, for example, yeah. it's yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's a discussion kind of worth having. Is like who's the last you know Braves player in spring training that like really shined and then ended up being great in the regular season and we weren't expecting it beforehand? Like I, I think that's you know. Yeah, just, it's just more like mind. the the places where it really matters the most are like. Um, the veteran kind of fringe guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, for us, you know, Kevin Pillar, 
uh, Eli White, I don't I don't know if I call him veteran, but he's a fringe guy. We traded for him. Um, yeah. And then like Sam Hilliard, like yeah. spring training matters a whole bunch to those guys. That's um, fair. That's fair. And then even like kind of the older prospects too, like Braden Shoemake and like you mentioned Justin Dean, Adrianza um, too. Yeah, and Adrianza the veteran too. Yeah. Um, which is like, um, I think there's a little reverb coming from your computer potentially but uh let me see okay um which justin dean and brain shoemaker both having really good springs um Mm -hmm. so far we'll see how it continues uh justin dean has only start has started zero games and then brain shoemaker started one uh so They'll probably get more opportunities um, the rest of spring as they continue to whittle it down. But mm. I'm really, really happy that Eli White, Kevin Pillar, and Sam, Sam Hilliard are all doing really well right now. And they all have, yeah. like, a decent amount of at-bats. Like, for, uh, Eli White's got 14, Pilar with 12, Hilliard with 16. Um, and they're all, like... Not even just putting it in, in play, like they're slugging pretty well too. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at Sam's mas- basically just kind of hitting it around, but Eli White's got uh, a double, a triple, a home run, five hits. Uh, he's also got three walks, which I think leads the team, tied ties for the lead for the team with uh, Austin Riley and Yolmer Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also doing really well defensively. I think he got caught stealing once, but he's trying to steal bags too. I think he, yeah, um, he's got one stolen base, but, um, yeah, those guys coming in, like no one was really thinking too much about any of them. It was just kind of like, uh, we'll try to get them to be good enough, uh, and then trade them, use them basically as kind of mid-level prospects uh, in a trade uh, halfway through the season if we need to, mm-hmm. uh, or just kind of fill in a couple games while Eddie Rosario tries to figure it out. Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> all too well, yeah, all too well. Um, and then we haven't even seen the the guy that was supposed to be the best of all these people is Jordan Leplo, and we haven't seen him because he's uh, I can't remember what injury he's got going on, but it's just like a, a lingering thing right now. Yeah, he has yeah. he hasn't played. Um, and then so you like that's really great that they're doing well. Their ceiling is not super high, uh, I would imagine, for an entire season, but. Uh, in terms of a bench, they're looking really solid. Yeah. And then so you look at kind of how we got all these guys, why we got all these guys, and everybody kept asking, like, why do we just keep signing? And I, I, mean, I thought of it a couple times, like, why are we signing these rando outfielders and why are we signing so many? And uh, we're kind of seeing an answer other than just the trade value. It's like bench depth and – you look at Eddie Rosario right now. Again, it's pretty early, uh, small sample size, but uh, he's hitting 133 with 15 plate appearances. Um, no walks, yeah. two strikeouts, 
Um, so at least he's putting the ball in play and he's seeing it since he's only struck out twice. Um, but he's and then he's got an OPS of 267, which is just because he's got two singles. Uh, and then you look at Ozuna, who has six strikeouts in 18 at bats. <laughs> so he's striking out. He's striking out uh, a third of the time. Um, two twenty-two average. Um, and he doesn't have a home run. He's got one double. Um, yeah. And the the um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say disrespect, but uh, kind of. It's very clear what Snit thinks about Ozuna right now and what he is trying to do to him. He's like, and how he's putting him in the process of earning back trust in yeah. any form of, of the word. Because uh, I don't know if you saw, he was the only um, Braves veteran who was on contract last year uh, who played in every single road game. Like, I didn't realize, um, wow. I've only been, yeah, I've only been like a super intense Braves fan since 2018 and like spring training, mm-hmm. kind of what you said, it's really, you get really excited at the beginning. And then as it goes on, it's like, why doesn't the season just start now? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this classic. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize, and people can think I'm, you know, stupid for this or whatever, but I didn't realize that, uh, if you're like one of the mainstays, you're not traveling during spring training. Like you're staying at the home field. And then if you're yeah. kind of, if you're a, like a prospect or old prospect or a veteran guy trying to make it on the team, then you're the ones like, you're the B team going and traveling around mm. trying to show what you have and playing yeah. other good players uh, at their home stadium. Um, so like, his, it, it those lineups, and it was like some pitcher that was kind of on the outskirts. So it was like Ian Anderson to go pitch away, uh, Bryce Elder, uh, Jared Schuster, and then the only other guy close to like what the capability of Ozuna should be was like Eli White was going and playing, and then Kevin Pillar was going and playing. But Ozuna, every he's single like, one of yeah, those road he's games, there. he has yeah, uh, that- the most ABs on the team. That's it's honestly such an interesting point you bring that up because it's like, what is, I mean obviously he's got a lot to prove and he's got a lot of trust to earn back, but you know if we're expecting him to be the DH, like is it literally just like a show me what you have situation or is it like a, is is it like a discipline thing or something? I I, I don't really get it personally. I, uh, maybe I mean maybe they just genuinely maybe he's just genuinely not ready to be DH. Like that could that could very well be the case, but I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be. I mean, I'm interested. It's it's a really good point. I honestly didn't even piece it together till now. I think um, he's having to earn back team and managerial trust, mm-hmm. um, and just go see as many actually good. Because you know, like if you're just playing at home, you're mainly just seeing. Uh, the B, yeah, the B team, the other B teams, and yeah. so he's going and seeing the actual arms he's going to be seeing on a consistent basis. Um, 
So, hmm. yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but it's it would it was also just a little shocking to actually see it, um, and kind of funny. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I I hate to say it, but I feel like it's there's something in the works. Like I feel like he's gonna do something again this season. I mean, hopefully not. <laughs> he's, like maybe he's scheming right now. <laughs> yeah, every 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 bus ride or like flight to an away fucking spring training game, he's like, I'm gonna get another DUI. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna do something bad. He's just rubbing his hands together. He's just um, fucking feet. Yeah, he's just hyperventilating this guy man this guy um yeah i don't think he's gonna like i I, i'm not even just from this i well i guess if he was doing well right now i'd probably say that he would but i mean if he doesn't pick it up i don't think he's gonna be the dh on opening day uh yeah honestly i think it would it would probably be darno would be my guess yeah i mean we have two very capable catchers for dh and i I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of turns into like and every other day thing with Darno and Murphy. And I think Sean Murphy's eventually, Sean Murphy, Murphy's absolutely the starter, but yeah. you know, maybe like a 60, 40 split or something like that. Yeah. Cause That's it would what... al- also it would just be, it would just be pointless to not use Darno. Um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be yeah. in at DH pretty consistently. And that's yeah. that was probably part of what was factored in get, getting Sean Murphy as well, is just like we don't need to rely on – which. Uh, I guess we already still had William Contreras, and then one of them would be DH. Um, yeah, yeah. But as you know, as time's gone on, we've already talked about this a little bit, and it's just a little Sean Murphy aside. Uh, he hasn't had that many at bats. He's like two fifty, which is fine. He's only had eight at bats. Yeah, um, but uh, before that trade, and like immediately after it happened, I had I did not think at all about like the new rule changes and how much like that's what is he has he's like projected third on the team in war this year and probably a lot of that has to do with defensive war because uh, he's already one of the best defensive catchers and um with these new rules uh catchers are gonna have to be looking around like at all times yeah so yeah pitches are going quick um yeah. the bases are bigger um, yeah you have to work way more efficiently because, yeah, batters can't fucking dance around the box for 45 seconds and vice versa. Yeah. Which I'll say, so what, what, do you, what do you think about 15 seconds? Like, what do you think yeah, about that's the a, pitch clock so far? I, I, I figured we'd talk about this at some point. And honestly, I'm, like, I'm pretty conflicted. I think it's, you know, on one hand, the whole point is, like, we need more people that are willing to sit down and, and watch, like, a baseball game, which yeah. I think is great. You know, I think that's like this day and age especially with like tiktok and like constant stimulation and stuff like baseball's baseball is not poised to like attract that type of audience you're gonna get much more people and like i mean i don't even know i guess basketball or football where it's a little more action a lot more of the time there's less just like quiet time um you know i think even with this i'm watching like i'm definitely you know i have a little add course into the van like i was watching a few of these games i'm like oh this is great like we're we're rifling but also like it takes a lot of, and this is going to sound like insanely pretentious and like, I'm fully aware of that, but like it does take a lot of the art out of the game. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with that. Yeah. Like it's, you know, I, I think it's, there's this, this fucking just clinical issue with, with baseball where you have baseball purists and you have people that are new to the game and it's like, 
they're always fighting. And I think in this case, like I'm, I'm a bit of a baseball purist. It's like the point of it is to take your time to like have some downtime. The commentator doesn't have to be going the whole time. That's the beauty of it. You know, it's time just to kind of like sit still and like think, and that's how it should be on the field as well. In my opinion, like, you know, a pitcher should have as much time as they need to figure out what's going to work. And a, you know, a batter should have time to collect themselves. I, I feel like it's going to start to get a little rushed um, so I think from an outside perspective, it's a great thing, but from my own personal ex- perspective, I don't like it um, really at all. Yeah. So I, I think it should definitely be modified at the very least. Uh, yeah, that's because fair. I mean, and, and I do like, um, I, I also just don't. It can bring good change, but it the intentions behind it, I think I disagree with. Where you're just yeah. trying to get more people by subtracting 30 minutes um you're also I, I don't think you'll necessarily lose people but i don't i don't know how much of a bigger pull that is for me like that's the mm-hmm. that's the main thing they kept talking about uh like that was what they were impressed by and like jeff pass and kept tweeting stuff out about like how um it was like a sub 230 game and how impressive that is and it's like the difference in 30 minutes is not huge for it's me. It's not huge, yeah, especially in the grand scheme of things. You're not like, oh, that took 10 less seconds. That's great. Yeah, it just, and it's yeah, like, it's, I, 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 I think it helps. It helps a little bit with, like, being able to watch these games consistently. Yeah. But it, there's 162 games in the season. Like, how many people are – I know that there are people out there for sure that watch every single second of every single game – but like how yeah. many people are there really that are watching every game and every inning? Like even for me, like an impressive year in terms of watching games in my opinion is like I watch um probably 90% of the games and I watch mm. of those games I'm watching legitimately sitting down and watching more than like 6 or 7 innings mm. of each game. Um yeah, just... I would say I would say like for for me it's it's probably even less than that. Like yeah. if it you know in a 162 game season sitting down and watching a full game wise if I can hit 110 like that's a really good season for me personally. It's just not really realistic to expect more, but I, I kind of see where you're going with this. Yeah. It's just yeah. I think so the in terms of the pros um and I'm really scatterbrained talking about this right now, but uh it it is like it is obnoxious you look like uh people who are super in favor of this have shown like different highlights of people like a pitch taking a minute and a half to yeah like out. the pedro who, what, what's his name the dodgers guy uh i saw this and it was just cherry picked it's like that doesn't happen that often yeah i mean it is it's frustrating um that when you have like the shake offs and then like just the constant pick off moves, like, and then you're not getting a pitch for forever. And then an inning ends up lasting 45 minutes on its own um, because they're just not figuring things out or they're like, they're doing gamesmanship in a way. Um, so it is nice. I, to have a limit in that way where it's like, you got to do something soon. You can't just keep beating around the bush. Um, and it, it does frustrate me some like in those moments when it does happen. Um, yeah. But in terms of just the 
in spring training it's been going okay other than i i hate i've hated how you know in the first brave spring training game it ended on a uh yeah strike called called strike because he wasn't set in the box even though the catcher was like still standing upright which they said didn't matter that he was and that's not part of the rule but it's just like that was a little ridiculous and that's it's yeah it's, it's, it's gonna absurd. happen yeah, it's something like it's... that is going to happen multiple times during this season and uh I'm already I'm already like frustrated in anticipation of that happening where an entire game is ruined because like a dude wasn't looking at the pitcher within a second of when he should have been. Um Yeah. I it's think it's also like it's it's also like almost a little arbitrary. Like the whole rule it's like oh at eight seconds he needs to be looking at the picture. You know, then you can get into the nitty gritty of it and be like well, what is like, you know, being prepared and looking at the picture? Is he like, you know, looking towards the picture or is he directly looking at the picture? There's going to be so many like weird iterations of this. And like, you're so right. Like this is going to happen on a very important stage and it's going to be like, you know, the, like, I don't know, maybe maybe this is like just an, an essential part of sports. And like we saw it in the Super Bowl with like that holding call at the end of the game, like, you know, calls can make a really big difference and maybe this mm-hmm. will, and maybe that's, you know, a necessary addition. Cause we've kind of seen like, you know, there aren't many instances where a call makes that much of a difference in baseball, especially with like video replay now. Um, I don't know, like, which they can barely figure out how to actually work video replay though, as we saw multiple times. Oh yeah. With the fucking Alec Bone but I can, <laughs> I can already see like a situation. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, in the rules if you can challenge them calling like them saying that you weren't looking at the pitcher but if that's not if you can challenge that i can already see like uh snit coming out of the dugout for a challenge on whether like ronald's eyes were looking at the pitcher within eight seconds or something um and it's just at that point it it all this is just silly um yeah it's but (laughs) i I think even if the if the limit if you had a limit to where you couldn't just like, you know, keep stepping off or like keep, you know, throwing off and doing fake pickoffs that aren't actually you're just kind of buying time. Mm-hmm. Um if it was like twenty five or thirty seconds. Yeah. You're st- I feel like you still are limiting you're cutting back on the time and probably uh, if you made it so that's double theoretically we're saying that maybe you're limiting the time by like 15 minutes um or cutting down the time 15 minutes that's still decently quicker but you also have the time to kind of formulate you know as the pitcher because i the, the the sad thing for me is like pitchers and catchers they have to know what's going on before going into an at bat fully now like the, mm-hmm. the pitcher can't just like you know you're not gonna just, i'm just thinking of you know like craig kimbrell couldn't be doing a lot of the stuff that he was doing uh back in the day you know the hunched over and like yeah looking and then like yeah. shaking, shaking off, off. And all that stuff. yeah um, like there's the the shaking off thing isn't really gonna happen as much anymore that's like, ne- it's never gonna happen but also to be fair they have added this new th- like technology where like pitchers can make the the call uh like, I think I, I definitely saw, like, I think it was Zach Granke was using it. Um, 
or Scherzer, one of them was Just the pitch con like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that like they can make the call now. So I guess that's kind of the the compromise there. But yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. That so that's uh, a little more comforting that they can kind of have discourse. But it's just like you have mm. to be so much quicker about it now. Yeah, um, I feel like yeah. I don't. I feel like the amount of cross ups are going to go up. That's just, I could yeah. be completely wrong about that. I don't know if I, I saw one in spring training so far, so yeah. uh, could be wrong. But it's just like. It felt so unnatural. I've actually, I watched the first WBC game yesterday or some of it because it was super late. Um, but just, I was going to put something on Chopcast on the story, but just like the pace of play was so much more comforting. Maybe because it's just what I'm used to. Maybe that's mm. purely what it is. Yeah, maybe um, it's just change is scary. Like, yeah. you know. Uh, but it, it, it's just like, I don't know, like as a fan looking at it, and we need to get back and talk about spring training again soon. <laughs> um, this is a whole tangent. But, like, I like to, you know, see kind of what's the – try to interpret the gamesmanship for myself and try to interpret the game within the game while I'm watching everything happen. Um, for most sports that I'm seeing, it's like, oh, uh, you know, they're doing this so that it can actually affect this other thing, but blah, blah, blah. Just, like, try to, try to you know, it's a tangible sense of, see, like, trying to understand myself, what's going on, trying to feel smart, and, like, you know, feeling like a part of it. Um, and it's just mm -hmm. now, it's like, you know, you're just playing, and it'll be the show, and it's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press triangle, and then I'm just going to throw it, like, wherever it is, and just go as quickly mm -hmm. as possible. Um, it's yeah, like... It's like that was the first thought I actually had about it. it was like this is more like watching MLB the show than it is watching a baseball game like a live yeah. baseball game where it's more just kind of like I want it's like the, the, the kind of what you're saying feeding more into the people's already shrinking attention spans um, to where like they just want to see a, a TikTok reel of someone hitting a baseball instead of uh, seeing an entire game and Mm. Um, I don't know. I think I don't like the intentions of just making games shorter purely to get more viewership. I don't know how effective that'll really be. I know people have made jokes about how long ga baseball games can be. And uh, I've seen even like sketches or whatever before of a bat, like an at bat that takes two to three minutes. Um, yeah. But so I think like, there is, there is a good uh, purpose for the pitch clock, but I think it needs to be lengthened at least to like twenty five seconds. I don't know. I agree. I think I think the perfect compromise would be twenty five seconds. Personally, I think that I think that would be perfect. I think they need to do that and just like roll with it. Like it's like I, what's I'm pretty sure the basketball like basketball shot clock that's pretty normal. It's twenty five seconds. Yeah, and then like a play clock for uh, football. It's yeah. well it's 45 seconds but like um yeah if, if it's like after a penalty then it'll start at 25 seconds yeah um, yeah it's synonymous like we've seen it in other sports i think 25 seconds would be perfect and that's kind of my that's my ending take there yeah i that's how i feel right now it's and it's just they can't if they're gonna have this for the regular season think back to like the Mets series, you know, at the end of the year that we had, 
Imagine that with a 15 second pitch clock. Oh yeah, that's honestly a good point. That wrecked me. <laughs> and that yeah, that would, that would yeah. change the game so much too. Like those games probably lasted three and a half hours, three hours, forty five minutes on their own. Um, and they definitely like I don't know if they're planning for it or not, but they can't have this in the postseason. Like, no, no way. I don't know. But we I, we kind of sound like a little bit of curmudgeons right now. But like I one hundred one hundred percent. No, it's 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 like I said earlier. It's like. You, you see yourself becoming more of like a baseball purist and it's like okay i kind of get it now it's like the sanctity of the game like, yeah i can you know, feel my my neck hunching over and uh my eyesight yeah. getting worse as i talk about it but still yeah, I, yeah. 25 seconds uh take it or leave it yeah. um so a little bit more on spring training since uh, we're, we've been on the top, topic of exactly that for the last 10 to 15 minutes or so. <laughs> um, just a, a couple more things before we kind of go into kind of projections, but not really projections uh, or predictions, whatever, not projections. Um, I listened to David O'Brien's podcast uh like a week ago the athletic writer for the braves um right before spring training started and i don't know if it's just you know it's his job to be pretty positive about the braves and stuff um but just hearing him talk about everything like i was also when i was listening to this i was running and so the endorphins were going and i just i like i like i was getting really excited about the braves <laughs> as yeah, he was talking yeah. about them. um yeah. and uh quick aside like our last 15 minute aside uh a lot of people were upset at least a lot of the ones dming me and stuff on chopcast uh with how little we did this off season but like you look around the field and there are so many guys like guys that are, you know, dudes around that field, like with superstar capability that have shown it. And like, what did we really need to do? Um, we got Sean Murphy who yeah. in, you know, this new game of baseball could be easily a top three catcher in baseball. Um, yeah. And then we did, yes, like the shortstop market was ridiculous. Like, yeah, I am yeah, so that was, glad that yeah. we did not participate in that. That was absolutely ridiculous. And some people were still like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, we need to go spend as much as we possibly can. It's like those, none of those guys were worth that amount of money for that amount of time. Like, no, just, yeah, like, once Dansby got that contract, I was like, okay, I can I can take a gamble on Von Grissom. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we can we can roll with with RC or with uh, yeah with Orlando Arcia, and then if Von Grissom wants to step it up, that'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, we're I we're, we're fine. We're we're fine. Like yeah. we're, we're today even today I'm pretty sure MLB released that like. For MLB the show, like the next one, the Braves are the top ranked team. Yeah, like yep. it's literally just like we're fine. We're, yeah. we're totally fine. We're gonna be good this year. We're probably gonna make the playoffs. I don't want to jinx it, but there's a good chance we make a strong run at NL East again. 
Yeah, and I we also we have the the highest odds of winning the World Series right now. Um, yeah, I mean, somehow I don't know. Like, I won't ask questions about it, but or yeah, maybe it wasn't the odds, but it was like uh, I can't remember. I think it was Fangraphs. Fangraphs had a had us at twelve uh, percent likelihood of winning the World Series, which was the highest by like two to three percent. Um, yeah, I think it was the yeah. Mets who were right behind them too. Uh, yeah, us. Uh, it's me. Yeah, because yeah, because also like. <laughs> I don't want to get in. I mean, I, I'm sure we'll get into projections in a second here, but like, I think one thing people aren't really valuing is like our one, two, three, and four in pitching are like great. Yeah. Like we have, we are one, like our the five slot, like that. That's kind of like in the air. It could be Ian Anderson. It could be like Colby Allard. Like that'd be kind of random. But like mm-hmm. right now, the the lineup of like Max Fried, Strider, Kyle Wright, and Charlie Morton is unbelievable. Yeah. Like that, that, that's just, I don't, I could not ask for more personally, um, especially with what we're paying and, you know, we didn't have to sell, we didn't have to get a fucking billionaire owner like the Mets. I mean, that's just not even a subtweet. That's a direct tweet. And <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I, I, I agree. Like, I think everyone always wants more. And when you've been spoiled with a world series, it's easy to, but we're, we're so like, we're so good. Like Which we, we, we won so that world series with like, a three quarters of the team in terms of capability that we have now. Um, and we also have this team for forever. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Very young. Yeah. So, but anyways, David O'Brien, his podcast, he was talking about just going down on the field. Um, and mainly he was getting me really excited about basically everybody in the outfield. Um, he said like, uh, Michael Harris, gained like 15 pounds of muscle over or something <laughs> since and he's like probably like six or seven percent body fat and he's he's uh he's like close to six foot 215 so just like shredded shredded dude and then ronnie also put on a little muscle lost a little more fat um same thing with rosario even apparently rosario is like in the best shape of his life which is encouraging, even though he's not doing great right now. You know, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, But then he said even, like, Eli White, Kevin Pillar, Sam Hilliard. He didn't talk as much about Jordan Leflow because I don't think he's been around as much because he's still been injured. But, like, all of them instantly um, were trying to go around the clubhouse and, like, talk to people he said like as he interacted with them like no, which is also just it makes me love that group of guys so much it's like the braves are known for having a really good clubhouse where you can like if you show up uh you're talking to somebody instantly and you're getting to know somebody instantly um and he said even something that made me like like eli white more now is he said that uh he he was going up to like every single person at spring mm. training and saying like, "Hey, I'm Eli," asking their name, and like he did that to David. Yeah, that's so, great. That's great. And uh, so, like, you can tell those guys are really locked in to getting a position on the team somehow uh, and playing. Um, and so that was, and now you know you see kind of what it's translating to in spring training. You know, we'll have to wait and see what it does, uh, what happens in the real season. But like, they're mm-hmm. putting up numbers right now. They're doing. Much better than I expected him to. Uh, Eli mm-hmm. White too. Like he's technically a center fielder, which he's like six 
four or six five, which is ridiculously yeah, tall for a center fielder. <laughs> um, yeah. But like he's mostly known for his speed and his defense, and like not as much with the bat. Um, and he's already got a double, a triple, home run, three RBIs, uh, and he's batting three fifty seven. Um, yeah, we'll take that. So, and then like Kevin Pillar has uh, got two home runs so far, um, and. I mean, we, we've seen him around the league. He's kind of one of those guys that's just bounced around, but he's been pretty solid for him. Uh, Sam and I saw him get pelted in the face by Jacob no, Webb. I was actually th- <laughs> I was actually thinking about that the other day. And you know what I forgot about the – so this is like a Mets game. This was, what, probably like August or – Yeah. It was, it was like kind of deep summer of 2021 and – yeah, it was the it was the it was the game where Kevin Pillar just got fucking mashed in the face by Jacob Webb, and this was like this was like peak twenty twenty one Jacob Webb, where you're just like cringing every time he came yeah. to the game. And I remember the worst part about that is it was two outs and bases loaded. So like, not only did he just get fucking <laughs> yeah. murdered in the face, but then like a Mets guy just like walked home, and then they went up by two runs in the seventh. So it was just it was just a terrible situation all around, but. That's super besides the point. But, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm glad, oh. glad he's on our, on our squad now. Yeah. Do you think he has nightmares of Truist Park or Jacob Webb? Uh, I mean, there's <laughs> no way he doesn't think about it. Like, yeah. that's just a crazy traumatic experience. Just goes up um, to the box, like, his first appearance and starts weeping or something. Crazy. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. J- Jacob Webb, man. What a, what, a, what a journey that guy was. I think he's still... He might be gone at this point, but he was like in and out of our yeah. organization last year. Yeah, uh, we, we like welcomed him back because he was good in the playoffs, and then, and then it was just I don't know. He's probably in AAA somewhere, if I had to guess. Yeah, I don't, he's not on our team, I don't think, or at least he didn't get an invitation to spring training. He's probably somewhere else. Um, he's on the Angels, yeah. Really? Angels, yeah. Oh man, yeah. But, that makes sense. <laughs> them and them and it their, is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. They're pitching. Um, but yeah, we're we're kind of running low on time, so let's just go into kind of uh, early early predictions from spring training, kind of what we're thinking. Um, let me see if I had any other points. Uh, or let me let me ask this first: who did who did you have as a dark horse before spring training, and then who do you have as a dark horse now for being like a contributing player i mean i i think like that i mean that's a good question and i hate to say it but i feel like matt olson i kind of had a hunch that he was really going to take a step up with like the no shift this year um so i think before spring training honestly i would have said that because like i don't know i just i could just see it everyone was talking about how lefties are going to take a step up and um now uh dude i think von grissom's actually gonna be good yeah. I, we, I forgot we haven't talked about it yeah yeah all. so yeah I, I mean i guess this is just bound to come up at one point but like i i saw this highlight the other day of von grissom like just bunting a fucking pick at, at shortstop and i was like oh here we fucking go again <laughs> um and i was kind of just thinking about it, like oh we're so fucked and then i like looked at his entire performance and he's been like really good like yeah. he's almost batting. I mean, he's he's only had seventeen plate appearances, but he's batting almost three hundred. Mm-hmm. And like he's had no definitive like fuck ups in the field outside of that. Uh, you know, maybe just spring training. Maybe the you know pressure's off. But I think Von Grissom is actually going to be really good this year. And I think that 
there is significantly less pressure on him than there would have been on Dansby. And I think Dansby would have crumbled, whereas I think Vaughn Grissom's going to shine. So um, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think Vaughn's I think Vaughn's going to be really good, personally. Um, you know, don't hold me to it, personally. <laughs> don't hold me to it, but I think uh, no, I'll hold you yeah, to I it. It's that, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Uh, um, you know, I said it on air, so it's it's uh, it's live now. But no. yeah, that's those are, those are kind of my two. I I I agree with you on that. I don't I. Yeah. I probably am not as high on him as uh, as you say you are right now, um, mm. but I definitely think he's not gonna suck, and yeah. he will be up. I I I will. I think that he'll be on the major league team for most of the year at least. Uh, yeah, and it's nice. Well, this is what Snit's gonna have to deal with. This uh, it's gonna be. Grissom at this point is probably going to be the opening day starter, I would yeah. think, as like as a sign of good faith that we're trying to make him the shortstop of the future, uh, at least for now, um, instead of just going with the safer option with Arcia. Uh, mm. But it's gonna it's gonna be a difficult thing because Snit is we you know we've known from the past is very old school and does not like pulling guys when they're slumping like. For, yes, for small yeah. amounts of time. So, like, for him, a small amount of time is two to three weeks before he really yeah. will do anything. So, uh, it's nice that we have Arcia, and it'll be it'll, uh, kind of be a driving factor for Grissom to keep doing well, too. But then it's like, as a fan, I can already see myself when Grissom goes into his first slump, which is inevitably going to happen. I'm going to be like, put Arcia in the game. God, yeah, I don't get him Grissom out there, anymore. yeah. Um, yeah, he sucks. But uh, I'll be interesting for snit to handle how to mm-hmm. balance that uh and how long to keep um keep him in the game or keep grissom mm-hmm. uh, starting but uh yeah so for me the biggest dark horse i was going to say before spring training was jordan leplo who was mm-hmm. supposed to be like yeah. the the bigger guy of uh all those kind of veteran outfielders that we signed which we didn't get to see him yeah. um but really, all of those guys. So now, after spring training, they pretty much have all become the biggest dark horse for like being an actual consistently contributing member of the team. And even if Rosario doesn't get back to shape at all, like they might be starting like uh, fairly consistently if they can keep it up. Especially, uh, I think Pilar and Leplo are kind of up to that already at that status where like they could start every game if we needed them to yeah if we if we really if we really needed them to and then we have you know eli white and sam hilliard who are doing well behind them um and actually are the ones that are doing the best right now in spring training so that that was a big question mark at left field right now i like i don't feel i I, I, i'm not sure it's probably going to be rosario to start on opening day maybe pilar yeah yeah, um but i don't know how that long that's going to last um but then it's like, you do you either like have a guy that you go to or platoon fully, like kind of a Giants thing, um, except you can't move guys around as much because you have to have Michael and Ronnie where they are, and you can't really shift it around other than that. Um, but, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, so that this was supposed to be who will be the biggest surprise, but at this point, you know, I'll just go for it. Who is 
the biggest surprise so far and give me a major leaguer and a minor leaguer if you can yeah um and we'll count like so Eli White and all them as like, like yeah, prospect yeah, as, versus as, uh, veteran. Yeah. So so of the Braves guys currently, um, we're talking about biggest surprises for major and minor leaguer. Yeah, like uh, veteran and prospect, or like guy who's had MLB experience. Okay. Yeah. Prospect. Yeah. I mean, obviously the. I mean, more. I, I think obviously. Uh, Colby Allard is the is the is the minor league guy that's been most impressive. I think he's at like a one eight ERA right now with yeah. something like uh yeah, five innings pitch. I mean it's not a lot, but small sample size, but still it's like, whoa. Like that that was supposed to be the guy like a few years ago. Um and then in terms of major league I mean, big, big guys, I think veterans. I mean veterans, I, I wanna keep coming back to Matt Olson because I really think like I think Matt Olson is going to really turn some heads this year. Like, I think oh. he's been playing on the A's for a long time and has gone kind of under the radar, like not completely off the radar, but like when you play on the A's, like you literally only get so much attention. And then last year he just like, wasn't, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like knocking or blowing anyone away. He's, I think he's going to be like, he might be our best player this year. Like legitimately, I think he's, he's so fucking yeah. good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to revisit him, but like, I think in terms of veteran guys, like he's just been, he's just been incredible. Uh, maybe not that surprising. I think it's more so just like exceeded expectations. So, which is still, I mean, yeah, it's been a little surprising from what we saw last year. I mean, we saw him start to really heat up at the end of last year in that Mets series. It just absolutely. Oh yeah. He just fucking mashed it. Um, so good. Got a home run off of Scherzer, DeGrom, and Bassett in three days. Yeah, um, it was amazing. So, for mine, uh, probably for the for the prospect, I, I'd i say Dylan Dodd. Um, I'd seen this dude's name before, but just completely forgot that he existed um we drafted right, him in 2021 right, right. in the third round um i don't know where he's ranked in our prospects right now but he's 24 years old um so he's kind of getting to the point where like if you're gonna show something you need to do it soon um yeah. he so and as we speak now the today was the dr game and he started and he got <laughs> he got absolutely murdered. yeah he got he got mashed for five <laughs> runs but like he never he never seen a lineup like that before. Like, and you're not ever really gonna see a lineup fully like that again. Um, yeah. But before then, uh, at least the stats that I can find right now is he had two games and uh, had four point one innings pitched and seven strikeouts and a point six nine WHIP. Just um, you know, small sample size, but just a lot more than I expected out of somebody like him. Um, and some people were even throwing around like, oh, is he going to be the like fifth guy in the rotation? No, <laughs> no, he's not. He's not going to be the fifth yeah. guy in the rotation. Like best case scenario for him, he be he can be like the guy that comes in and fills in for injury and whatever. But if he shows something kind of like Elder was at one point last year, and no one expected Elder to do what he did, so mm-hmm. I'd say El- being somebody like Elder is kind of his uh, his ceiling. But no, I mean, there's still, yeah. there's still promise there. Um, I mean, how old is he? Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay, I got you. 
Um, and then for the bigger guys, I don't. I'm just still like really surprised by all those those outfielders who I also had as my dark horse, just kind of that group of guys. But um, really them, and I, I'm surprised just by like how Ronald's coming out of the gate and doing really well too. Um, and Austin and Matt Olson and Michael Harris. And Justin Dean, like, uh, make a push. You know, uh, give it your best shot. He's also at the point where he's kind of like, this is, he's got to show something now if he really wants to get there. Maybe at some point he can be an off the bench guy. Maybe he can be kind of like, like, uh, like Travis Demerit was last year. Yeah, know? yeah. Just yeah, kinda... where he had like a month and a half of just, excellence and then fell off a cliff yeah, i mean there was like two weeks where he he was our best player and was kind of carrying the team um yeah he, he looked amazing i remember i slid up on his instagram story one time and i was like i love that's how much of an impact he was having. um we're running short on time so let's let's go let's go quicker with these and get it get it together um i wanted to talk about this one more we'll maybe talk about it more next next time but uh if you had to say today, so who's going to lock up the fifth spot in the rotation on opening day? Uh, Ian Anderson. Yeah, I think that's the safest Honestly, bet. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't have any statistics to back that up, but it just doesn't seem like it would be anyone else. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe yeah, Bryce Elder I mean, and Soroka hasn't pitched at all, so it definitely can't be him. Um, probably yeah, wasn't going to be him that, to begin with. Yeah, but, and we don't have fucking Kyle Muller anymore, who would have been a potential fifth. But yeah, uh, I'd still yeah. probably go with Ian. But yeah, I'd I'd go with Ian. I think. I mean, he's he's proven himself. He just needs to find a stride. Yeah. It's kind of sad what's happened there, but yeah, yeah a lot of people yeah, completely I mean, gave up on him. Like I was, I, I yeah. got I got really angry at him last year, but like uh, I really was not wanting us to trade him unless we did it for some really established guy. Uh, and I'm glad we still have him because I think, you know, he showed he's a postseason monster when he's doing well. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Um, and when he's when he's like at the peak of his game, I mean, he has the ability to be our ace. I mean, he there was there had been points. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. Uh, I would definitely agree with you on that. And he's had two starts this year or in spring training. The first one was rough. He gave up like four or five runs in that game. But then um, I think he only went one inning, and then his second outing, he went up against the Yankees and like uh, a good lineup. It was the away game. He was facing against uh, their their A team, and got like five or six Ks, uh, yeah. and didn't give up a run. I think gave up like one hit. So that's encouraging. Um, First game's a little discouraging, but, you know, as long as he's trending upwards. Um, and he's got the slider now. He's finally got a third pitch that he needed to develop, and apparently it's doing well enough. Um, as long as he can establish pitches so that he can keep throwing the, the gas change up, like, that's all he really needs to do. Um, yeah, so probably Ian. Um, we, we might do, like, kind of a ranking of who, who would fall into, the, like, uh, the fifth spot next time um but uh yeah so what what, what's your as of right now what what do you what would you say is your biggest concern uh lord um 
I would say that, I mean, like left field is just kind of like no man's land at this point. Like we have options and like we can throw Ozuna out there if we need to. And we can do, you know, Travis at the DH or whatever. But, you know, it's only a matter of time before someone gets injured. Uh, I feel like left field is kind of concerning. Also, just bullpen wise, like I know we have big names and we should be fine, but like we just don't know, you know. And, and like I, I, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of my big concern right now is kind of that left field question. And then how is Ry- like how is Rizel Iglesias going to do with the pitch clock? I think I, guess, I, I think he's going to do great. Like, dude can. I there are times last year where he just pumped it and went quickly. Like, he loves working quick, so I think he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's that was probably the wrong example, but I'm just saying, like, how are these relief guys like AJ Minter who just yeah who just like need the moment like are really thinking about this? They they have one inning to pitch. They don't want to rush through it. Yeah. Like, how are they going to adjust? But then again, I, I guess this is kind of a concern for everyone. So. At the end of the day, you know, if that kind of cancels out between teams, for me, it's just left field. It's like, is Eddie Rosario really going to be the guy here? Do we trust Ozuna playing left field? Do we do something rogue like throwing Chadwick Trump out in the left field? Or <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, what's what's going to happen there? It's, it's kind of my concern. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for my end. Yeah. Um, I, in terms of like, you know, coming into the spring training, uh, our biggest concerns that, you know, everyone knew about was shortstop and left field of just kind of knowing knowing yeah. really what's going to happen i'm still not secure on either of those positions until the season starts mm. um Fair. but i am a lot less worried about both of those positions at this point because grissom's doing a lot better um mm. and left field we got a lot of options now um i would like rosario to look a lot better than he is now uh he's about to go play in the wbc and start for them for Puerto Rico. What? Puerto Rico, okay, so uh, hopefully that kind of gets him juiced up a little bit, you know, and that it'd be kind of like a, a different version of the postseason, which, you know, is where he has done best in the past. Um, yeah. So maybe that kind of gets him into a rhythm is what I hope. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd say the bullpen, again, like you were saying, um, there are places it could shake up, but it looks pretty good right now that we have some, we have good depth in there. Uh, a little concern, the two pitchers who I'd say I'm just most concerned with in general are Charlie Morton um, in the rotation because we've seen really good and really bad of Charlie. And I do not, he has, he's going to have to prove it to me that he's worth, you know, the 22 million that we're spending on him or 20 million or whatever it is. Uh, which I just thought was a gross overpay for someone who might be retiring. Um, Literally next year, yeah. But uh, he's got to prove it. Um, I am not super confident in him coming into this year. I, th- I think he's mm. he's done fine so far. Uh, he's got like a three three eight. Probably just gave up two runs or something. Um, yeah, and then uh, in terms of the bullpen. This was a more recent one. Joe Jimenez. Um, don't really know much about him because he played for the Tigers and hardly saw him. Um, yeah. But uh, he was supposed to be like a he, – he, he's going to need to be like a seven-inning guy, like a setup, setup guy. Like I think the goal was for him to be kind of like on a similar wavelength of 
uh, AJ Minter, be kind of like the right-handed version of AJ Minter. Um, And he only had like one appearance in spring training so far, and he – I think it was just one inning. He didn't give up a run. But he he faced the DR today in the late innings, kind of when they were going to their bench, which their bench is still loaded. Like, it's still yeah, major yeah, league starters. Yeah. Um, but he gave up two homers in an inning. Um, so, which is just one inning to a really good team. But yeah. still, it kind of just I, – I noted it in my head. I'm like, Joe, please. Come on, man. <laughs> um. And then last one, we're at like an hour now. Um, last one, uh, any notable names you can think of uh, who are kind of on the bubble potentially, who you think either will surprisingly not make the roster or surprisingly will make the roster in the on an opening um, night, if you get with that. Honestly, honestly, nothing comes directly to mind at the moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, like off the top of my head, I, I can't really, I can't really think of anyone that like I'm expecting to not make the roster that would just be like an actual like impact player. I watched um, what's his face? I watched Justin Dean have like a really good uh, like during my conference, I, I took off for an afternoon and like watched the the spring training game at at the battery and like. I remember watching that. I remember watching Justin Dean and being like, "Oh, he could be a dark horse." But I mean, that I feel like even that's kind of a far shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, no one comes like to the top of my head personally. Yeah, I'll say in terms of won't. Uh, there's a decent chance that Jesse Chavez won't be on the opening day roster just because of who's around him, who will be healthy, and. Uh, so Jackson Stevens is another guy. Uh, he's definitely not going to be on the opening day roster just because the bullpen is more stacked at this point. Um, yeah. And which, you know, the both of those guys, um, there are some projections that have Jesse being in there, which uh, I'm not saying he won't. It's just, you know, it's a possibility, uh, which would be yeah. sad for him not to be on the opening day roster because everybody loves him. Um, yeah, he's awesome. But uh, – there are going to be injuries, and there's, the, the bullpen is the most, you know, the our bullpen opening day is probably going to be half the guys. Half the guys from our bullpen and opening day are going to be on our postseason roster, more than likely, uh, just by because of injury and maybe even trades, or you, who knows what will happen. Um, yeah. But if you look back at, like, uh, our 2021 bullpen, um, I'm just remembering, like, what's that guy's name? Uh Nate something, the dude who had, like, an octopus hand. Oh, Nate Jones, was it? Was that his name? Hold on. I feel like that's... Like, he was... Yeah, it was Nate, Nate Jones. Yeah. yeah, it was Nate Jones. I... Yeah, where he would, like, hold it and he'd then like, throw He's it like, I'm throwing like... this pitch. Please look at yeah, it. Yeah, he'd literally, like, hold, like... Yeah, he... he'd, show, he'd show you what he was pitching. But he was, like... He had a ridiculous spring training, and everyone's like, "Oh, dude, Nate Jones is gonna be great." And that's like, <laughs> "This guy's gonna ball out." <laughs> and you know that uh, he showed us kind of the uh, the negatives of getting too hyped about a about a spring training performance. Um, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures of him right now, and like I just see the like he would literally like hold it up, like he wouldn't even like hold it out; he would hold it up, like you could see it yeah, behind his head. It, I remember I, I hated facing against him in MLB The Show because it just like 
he did it's like just doing weird stuff back here and then all of a yeah, sudden you see yeah, it and you're like wait what the hell's going on and then he's throwing it <laughs> um but yeah uh and then in terms of position guys um at this point it would really it would be really sad if eli white sam hilliard uh kevin pilar and jordan leplo will definitely be on the team yeah um sam yeah. hilliard and eli white are gonna have to fight to be there um yeah. one of them's going to um I saw David O'Brien's projection was that or prediction was that uh it was gonna be Sam Hilliard on the bench, um yeah. instead of Eli White with in terms of those two guys, just because he's a lefty, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean they're they're both doing fantastic right now. They're about at similar uh value. Um yeah. but they should be around. Um I I to just throw out you know like a shocking claim like maybe Ozuna isn't on the team <laughs> maybe he's just, yeah oh my god isn't yeah, on the team real. in general um, what if what if what if I don't know and then yeah the there shouldn't be any too many shockers with our opening day roster uh, either way um, but we got good depth that's performing right now um, I think a lot of people haven't taken into account the depth that we've had um especially just looking at our prospect pool at least uh, because our farm system is so depleted but i think we're sitting pretty right now i think we're we're in a really good position to start the season off strong um and i'm excited i'm 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 really excited uh yeah i like my my expectations this year are I will be disappointed if we don't get a hundred wins yeah. or ninety. I'll say I, I, the Mets are going to be well. We'll be also be playing our own division less. Yeah, hundred wins. Yeah, because we're it's like this is the year where we play every team. Yeah, right? which I'm also really excited yeah. about that too. Yeah, that'll be yeah that'll be great. Um, I agree. I think I think ninety five wins or bust ideally get to one hundred, but like we're a fucking good team. Like we should, we should expect. The, I think just the fact alone that we are really only concerned about like some some issues with left field, and then like maybe shortstop. It's like there are teams out, like half the teams out there have like much worse three situations. Times the amount of con- yeah, the much worse, much worse situations and three times the amount of concerns. Yeah. So, dude, the Dodgers. I, agree. I think we're the Dodgers might be screwed. Like, uh, yeah, because Gavin Lux tore his ACL. Yeah, and like yeah. their depth, like, um, they they at least they signed um freaking what's his name from who was hey. no at the he was at, with the Diamondbacks for a while. Oh, David Peralta. Uh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Hayward's not a good option. Hayward is like no, not at they're all. gonna no, have no, he's, they're, he's they're gonna have to play him. Also, my camera's gone, and I know that, but <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna have to play him pretty consistently. And yeah. dude's got no bat. Like he's still got some fielding. Seven. He's kind of like another version of Jackie Bradley Jr. almost, except maybe a, yeah. he's got a little more value with the bat, but just not really. Um, yeah. It, at least we're not then. And then apparently J.D. Martinez is having an awful spring. Like, he's been doing terribly. 
Um, which I forgot that he was on the Dodgers. It's weird to. I, see I him feel there. like JD Martin. I feel like JD Martinez is just a ticking time ticking time bomb before he just falls off a cliff. Yeah, I mean he was. Like, I feel like I'm just. Yeah, I've just been waiting for that guy to just monumentally suck at some point. Yeah, I mean he was a late bloomer, um, and then he's kind of like a little bit like the Charlie Morton of hitters. Um, mm-hmm. the organization that drafted him didn't want him sent him away yeah. um but uh yeah no we're st- the, the padres are projected to have i think five or six more wins than the dodgers this mm-hmm. year which is nuts to me and i know that the the dodgers or the padres have all the projected war in the world right now but like they still got to translate it like uh yeah yeah i don't know they got they got to piece it together too it's like tatis needs to stop being a fucking idiot and yeah. then i think Soto is going to have to learn to share the spotlight with other people. And it's, I, yeah. And I think Machado is just definitely prima donna, like definitely wants the spotlight. It's, I think there's going to be an issue of like too many cooks, but like if they can get that all, if they can get it sorted out, they're going to be really fucking good. Yeah. Um, and, they're, and, they're, I think, and I think they probably can. They're either going to be like the Miami Heat with the, the original super team, or they're going to be the Nets mm. from like the yeah, recent exactly. Nets. I mean, we we've seen we've seen this happen so much, especially in basketball, and like maybe it doesn't translate, but like you know, it's sport, sports are sports, and like you, we see what happens. It's like if you figure it out, you can be outstanding. You can be the Warriors, or you know, you can be the Miami Heat, but you can also have instances like Nets where you have everyone in the room, and then it just doesn't work out. Like it, they're just lit, literal just chemistry issues. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, well, I guess we'll see. Baseball is the only sport that you can have the two best players in the world and still not make the playoffs. Yes. 100%. 100%. I mean, it's, it's baseball. Like literally anything can happen. Um, well, as always, there's always so much more I want to talk about, but we're, uh, at a lot amount of time now and I'm going to have to clip those two. I'm going to have to go into premiere and clip the first three minutes with the last hour and 10 minutes of this. And then, because of my camera, <laughs> and then export it, yeah. which is going to take like another hour. So, oh lord, well, yeah, Godspeed, man. Yeah. <laughs> which need the best on editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, should be back next week. Um, and then yeah, it's, time's ticking down until mm. opening day. Very close. Very very close. All right. It's exciting, yeah. I'm looking, really looking forward. To yeah, it. and we got the WBC like now. Yeah, honestly, can tide us over. I don't have to fucking watch boring ass spring training games anymore, thank God. Yeah, but yeah, WBC now. I mean, it only happens every few years, so yeah, this is pretty big. Yeah, definitely exciting. All right, well, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, should be. Yeah. All right, that's it. See y'all. All right, goodbye, y'all. <laughs>